This is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'one Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, Episode 23. The following is the recitation of the Psalm 19, aka Perek or Mizmor Yud Tet. After the recitation, please stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Tehillim Psalm 19 Lam Natsach Mizmor Le David Hashamayim Misaprim Kevod El Umaase Yadav Magid Harakia Yom Liom Yabia Omer Velaila Lelaila Yechave Daat Ein Omer Vein Devarim Bli Nishma Kolam Bechol Haaretz Yatsa Kavam Uvikse Tevel Milehem Lashemesh Sam Ohel Bahem Vehu Kechatan Yotse Mechupato Yasis Kigibor La Roots Orach Mikse Hashamayim Motsao Utikufato Al Kitsotam Vein Nistar Mehamato Torat Adonai Temima Meshivat Nafesh Edut Adonai Neamana Machkimat Petty Pikude Adonai Yisharim misamchei lev mitzvat Adonai bara meirat enayim yirat Adonai tehora omedet laad mishpetei Adonai emet tzadku yachdav hanechemadim Mezahav umipaz rav umetukim midvash benofet sufim gam avdecha nizharbahem bishamram ekev rav shkiot Miyavin Ministarot Nakeni Gam Mizedim Hashoch Avdecha Al Yimshalu Bi Az Etam Veniketi Mipesha Rav 
יהיו לרצון, אמרי פי והגיון ליבי לפניך, אדוני צורי וגועלי. more 19 Shabbos morning and it's even customary to say it on Shavuos. Here David Amelech beautifully describes the way that nature and Torah can inspire you to connect further to Hashem. Speaking of Shavuot, we just celebrated the Chag this past weekend and I see a deeper connection with this Mizmor that I want to highlight. In Pasuk 10, David says, Mishpatei Hashem Emet, the judgments of Hashem are true. And he goes on to say in Pasuk 11 that Hashem's judgments are more, the, more desirable than gold and sweeter than honey. To me, this is an odd statement to say that judgments are so desirable, etc. But I believe the purpose of Megillat Root helps us to understand this Pasuk more. In her book titled Ruth, Dr. Yael Ziegler, my role model teacher, who I had the honor of learning with during my year of Israel, uh, of learning in Israel, she explains how Megillat Rut serves to legitimize David HaMelech's reign. Rut was David HaMelech's grandmother. She is from Moab, and Dr. Ziegler points out that there is a debate among scholars in Gemara Yavamot 76b whether or not people from Moab are even allowed to be part of the nation of Israel, let alone a king of Israel. Because in Deuteronomy 23, 4-5, it says, No Ammonite or Moabite shall come into the congregation of Hashem, because they did not meet you with food and water on your journey after you left Egypt. Ultimately, there is a consensus that since Ruth was a Moabi woman, and men were the one who the Pasuk was referring to, not being allowed into the nation of Israel. Um, therefore, David is in fact an accepted member of the nation. However, Dr. Ziegler goes on to explain that Megillat Root actually defends the existence of the institution of the monarchy itself, as its establishment was met with ambivalence. In Deuteronomy 17, 14 through 15, it discusses how Hashem anticipates that when the nation comes to Israel, they will say, I will appoint my, for myself a king like all the other nations around me. You shall surely appoint yourself a king, which the Lord your God shall select for you from among your brethren. You shall appoint yourself a king. Side note for later, hold on to the fact that it's supposed to be a king chosen with God and the people. The thing is, when the people actually do request a king for the first time in Shmuel Aleph, eight, uh, chapter 8, 4 through 7, they ask for a king to judge us, a request which Hashem and Shmuel are clearly not happy with. And the rabbinic sources argue about why they are so upset. Perhaps they asked too soon, etc. I believe that in our Mizmor, with this understanding, David HaMelech saying that Hashem's judgment is the most desirable and sweetest thing, he's trying to be mistaken or fixed for this anger-causing request of the nation. 
Within a psalm that declares the majesty of Hashem laid out in every part of nature and the wholeness of his Torah and the greatness of his judgment, that's what he's trying to do. David is making up for the fact that the people needed to request for a king at all, let alone request that a human be the one that be their judge in particular. Ultimately, we can all appreciate that having a ruler be it a government or a king, can be beneficial. But in order for it to be truly successful, it needs to be, first of all, chosen by both God and the nation, and second of all, have very particular qualities. Dr. Ziegler points out that the monarchical system has the ability to be dangerous if the power is concentrated in one man's hand. And in reality, if we look at the kings of Israel that were in play, while they had some good qualities that we can look up to, not one was successful in being completely properly righteous. Even with Shlomo HaMelech, who created a stable, strong, centralized, peaceful, militarily secure, positive international relations, economic prosperity, a kingdom that the Queen of Sheba herself was impressed by, nonetheless, Shlomo HaMelech himself admits that he took too many horses, too many wives, and too much money, which were the three safeguards that Hashem put in place to protect the people of Israel, seen in Deuteronomy 17, 16 through 20. Megillat Root comes with the role models, not for what individuals are meant to do, but showing how the quality of selflessness and kindness and concern for the other is imperative for a leader. I want to take this concept one step further. When we talk about Mashiach, we know it's Mashiach ben David, Melech Mashiach, the anointed king. The Rambam in Sefer Hilchot Melachim Yeralef, Aleph and Bet, discusses that what Mashiach really is. He doesn't describe him as this magical moment that will happen suddenly and magically, but rather it will come about through natural occurrences, perhaps by our own hand, perhaps through our own ability to come together and naturally recognize the person that is chosen by Hashem and chosen by the people. And why will this work? Because this leader will be completely selfless, as is modeled in Megillat Rut and focus all energies on the other, thereby creating peace. With recent events having peaceful protests with valid voices overtaken by those that turn attempts for peace into looting and riots, into vengeful vengeful attempts at justice in the midst of a global pandemic, Instead of having magical thinking that this must be the end of days because everyone is crazy, we need to recognize instead how much each one of us has the ability to set into motion negative but also positive outcomes in our daily lives to ultimately get to a place where we can agree what justice and peace even looks like. Perhaps then we can actually know that we are on the path to finding someone who we can trust to lead us into those promised days of peace. May we be able to recognize what role we play as a cog in the wheel towards peace 
and be able to actualize it. The learning and recitation for this episode is in memory of those who have been victims of the hate and ignorance in our society, and in particular in the memory of Yisrael Zalman ben Menachem Moshe, whose first yurt site was this past week. May his neshama have an aliyah. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nurseNisa1, N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes Please subscribe and share. Thank you for joining. Okay.